What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 77 of the MTG Untapped Podcast. I am your host, I am the Micah. And joining me yet again, filling in for my friend and yours, who is still in Colorado, he is the resident beatmaster rapper extraordinaire, Chrissy D. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. Are you ready to drop some bars? <laughs> I, I don't want anyone to get confused. I'm not actually a rap expert. I just enjoy hip hop uh, to a to a great degree. Um, but no, I probably will not ever have bars. No, no, sorry to disappoint. I feel like we just lost our entire listenership because they were just waiting for the Chrissy D. I know mixtape. I promise I'm live I'm, on podcast. I'm not the uh, next coming of uh, oh, what's that right white rapper's name who has his own show? It's called Dave uh Chappelle? <laughs> no um little dicky not not the next little dicky i promise well all righty then uh let's kick things off with the phase in uh just to be uh, frank with everybody this might be a little bit of a truncated episode so uh, i don't actually have anything to talk about for the phase in uh we will be talking about thor everyone who is on the i don't even know if coast will be back in time for next week's episode but anyone who has seen Thor on next week's episode will probably give some thoughts on it. But uh, was there anything you wanted to talk about, Chris, for the phases? Yeah, I got two things. So you know how me and you always have trouble remembering specific card names? Lots of people do. Well, there's a game called MTG Worldle. It's very similar to Wordle, but spelled like Magic World or uh, the Enchant World, Worldle. And it lets you, it's essentially the same thing, but it pulls from the entirety of all magic cards. So it can help us with our <laughs> learning our cards better. Uh, and there's also one other thing I wanted to talk about to tie into our uh, upcoming pick of the week for EDH rec and, or commander in general. And that is uh, a podcast I listen to called Lucky Paper Radio. It's mostly a cube podcast, but it's a, if, if you haven't checked it out, I would check out this last week's episode. It was more focused about, uh, commander because they're both uh, computer programmers and they work on this thing called commander map which they did for their queue as well commander map is essentially it's an algorithm it's a program that generates uh, a static 2d map of every deck that's put into edh rec and how they correlate to each other so you'll see huge uh graphic displays of like groupings where decks that play similar cards or have similar commanders or similar color identity create these like outcroppings like visual images of what cards are sort of grouped together and it takes a little time to get used to playing around with but once you get used to it you can actually use it really well to find you know let's say you have a new commander you want to build and you're like i want to find decks of a similar power level or that play similar cards it's it's a great way outside of edh rec to find resources like that Cool. Well, all right. That'll do it for the phase in. Let's go on to the untapped step. We're talking about matches that we played over the past week. Um, be frank again. I'm just doing my dailies, jamming Explore. I enjoy Explore. It's a. I don't think if as long as it's a thing, I don't think I'll ever go back to standard. I guess this is why people have been wanting to play Pioneer. People are into modern. It's just like it's fun to play. We have more access to more cards. Um. They have been jamming some Omnath, some Mono Red, uh, some Mono Green. A lot of like there's like the Mono Green things that will try to like power out uh, like Ulamog with like fight rigging. I find that or else they dip into black so they can have access to um, what's the um, undead T-Rex 
from M20. Um, rotting that's Regisaur. A great question. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, like stuff like that. The new Shakedown Heavy, so they get access to the fight rigging card immediately. Drop a new mod, win the game that way. Um, I just like seeing a large variety of decks in the format, and so that's why I've been enjoying that, jamming my dailies, getting my gold up, so whenever the new Dominaria set drops, I'll be able to draft it to my heart's content. Um, what about you? You got anything untapped? Yeah, I played uh, last Friday. Um, I had to head out for work, which is a little unfortunate because we were playing the commander draft again and we were split into two five-person pods, so it was a little bit slower than normal playing at our local game store, Junior's Comics and Cards. Um, Micah, you can tell me if this was rude or not. <laughs> so the game's, yes. <laughs> the game's going kind of long. I know I have to leave in the next five minutes. I said, okay, I'm going to take my next turn and then head out. I have this very scary big board and uh, one of the other players says, hey, if you don't attack player A or B out of, and then Henry is like, let's say C and I'm D. There's one other player on the right. He's also kind of low life total. I said, if you don't attack us two, you know, I'll tap everyone's creatures. And I said, great. I wasn't planning on it. And I swung all out at Henry and then he tapped all creatures uh, post attack step so that Henry just died. Henry, the store owner, uh, <laughs> he did feel a little, I think he was a little upset about it, but I, my thought was, hey, this way the extra bonus pack, you know, for first place is going to one of the players instead of the store. Is that is that rude? <laughs> well, first off, I will never speak ill of Henry, as um, I'm pretty sure if the entire his entire constituency of customers gathered together in an effort, I'm pretty sure he could beat all of us up. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, so Henry, no, of course it was written. Henry's on the right here. He should be upset. Uh, I mean, it's whatever. You were no, I remember during first Commander Legends draft, there was one time when he was playing a thing that like exiled his own permanence with like Aegis counters and then you can bring him back or whatever. And I just kept killing his commander over and over and over and he just started doing stuff and I felt kind of bad about it. But then, you know, if you don't want that kind of stuff going on, that's part of that. This is part of what commander is. So, you know, oh, well. Yeah, sometimes targeting out a single player is a little like, I don't know. It's also part of the game, so I can see how people should or shouldn't get mad at it. And, I, you know, I know he Henry was fine with it. I think it's just, I thought, I thought, you know, having the extra pack go to one of the, either the newer players, you know, I thought that was just a, I think it's just good, you know, good for the store, right? Because then I'm going to spend more money at the store because I feel guilty and then other people will feel rewarded for playing. So I, I, don't, I think it, I think it turned out all right. Well, it's like Henry says, at the end of the day, we all bought our packs from him, so he's the real winner here. Fair enough, yeah. Are you have anything else for Untap? Uh, no, I think that's it for today. Cool beans. Well, let's kick it off to the next segment, which is the underplayed EDH card of the week. Um, so a bit of a hectic buildup for this episode, and so we weren't fully prepared, so we decided to tag team this next card. And this is actually a card that I played that Chris was like, hey, do you think that's underplayed? And I looked it up and boy, golly, it meets our criteria of under 5% on EDH rec. That card is into the north at 2% of six, over 600,000 decks. It is one and a green for a sorcery. Search a library for a snow land. Put it into play tapped and shuffle. So rampant growth finds any snow. So if, like, if you have snow basics, which you probably should because it just gives you access to more stuff. 
and there's minimal downside for it now. I mean, there's a couple of things that people just don't really play in EDH, so you basically get to free roll um, Snowlands. You can find your Dark Depths with it, and then, uh, but there's also like the, uh, if you're also playing like the tapped new Snow Duels uh, from Kaldheim, I say new, they're a year and a half old now, which just realized it makes me kind of sad. But, um, Man, time's going too fast, Chris. D. Remind me real quick, are those duels different or the same as the ones that were printed in Cold Snap? Do they have different names? I can't remember. Yes, because they have land types as well. Oh, okay. Uh, they're land types and they're snow. So yeah, you can find those. You can find dark depths. You can find basics. If running snow snow basics is basically better rampant growth. And so that's... um why we think it's underplayed in EDH. It's another two-mana ramp spell. Two-mana ramp spells are that cherry spot you really want to get at. So, yeah, into the north. Underplayed in EDH. Put it in your EDH decks. Do it, cowards. <laughs> Anything else to add, Chrissy D? Uh, not unless we want to talk about this sweet tithe I picked up. <laughs> you familiar with that card? Tithe? You think tithe's underplayed in EDH? Let's see. Oh, no, I don't I don't think it's underplayed. Uh, I think no, you already said it. It's too late. Yep, 1%. <laughs> <laughs> All right, add it. Tithe is underplayed in EDH. It's a one mana instant for white, so you can search your library for a planes. And if um, you control fewer lands and target opponent, you can search for, for additional planes. So it's one mana draw two in mono white. Chris, you think this is underplayed in EDH? Uh, no, I just wanted to talk about it because I got a gold bordered version from one of the old dual decks. Because I was thinking about putting it in my cube and like, wow, it's twenty seven dollars. It's so overpriced. <laughs> Old magic cards are way too expensive. It's from, I think, from Visions. So, yeah, I was like, oh, I hate using these gold borders from World Championships, but it was $4. So, you know, got to do what you got to do sometimes. My KCI is gold border. Oh, yeah, I played those decks. Those were the, some of the first decks I ever picked up, actually. The first magic products I ever bought were uh, a couple World Championship decks. Uh, I believe, yeah, it was either Crack Clans. There was a... The three of them from Mirrodin were for the first place deck was a green white deck. It was Gabriel Nassif, one of the youngest player at the time. And uh, it was a. What's that card called? It was an astral slide deck. It was green white that used eternal witness and the eternal dragon. And uh, it was those three decks. And then I think the next magic deck I ever bought was uh, the rats deck from Kamigawa that had Jite in it. And I bought it just because it had Jites in it. <laughs> Cool. Well, alrighty, that's it for this segment. Let's move on to the main topic. Now, you probably gathered by this episode's title that we're not really going to go into like the big happenings of magic this week. Um, this is coming out the day that Double Masters released, but we've been talking about Double Masters like the past three, four weeks already. So we decided, you know, let's have some fun this week. Something that we wanted to do, and I've actually had this idea for a while. I pitched it to Costa. He said, let's put it on the back burner for now. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But then Chris and I were chatting, and it's like, you know what? Let's just do this. And this is the Fantasy MTG Animated Show Draft. Originally, my idea came for this because they were making this stupid show for Netflix, which God knows what's happening with that. I doubt we ever get it. And so I was like, Costa, I was like, what if we cast the show? And uh, like, how would how would we do it? Like, if like money was the object, you could get whoever you want. Um, you can get a bit ridiculous with it if you feel like it. So, uh, how would we cast the show? And it's like, I'm like, what, what kind of show would it be? So, because that's like first thing is like, so like I figured like the 
biggest or coolest thing you could do is probably like a war of the spark. I feel like that makes a lot of sense because then you have lots of characters and it's the characters people know from magic. And it's like, they're all gathered together in one place. It's like war of the spark was basically like the Avengers event for the magic story. Wasn't it? I don't pay a whole lot of attention to the story, but that's how it seemed to me. Cause that's basically like the on your left moment. All right, here's all the planeswalkers. They're all going Thanos, nickel bolus. Um, yeah. So I feel like that's, uh, the best way to do it. And, I do believe Chrissy D, you did agree with me on that, right? You feel like that's the best one to pick there? Uh <laughs> to pick to pick what? Like you mean like an individual character? The your example? Well yeah, just like if we were gonna do if you were gonna do a show that I feel like that's the story. I mean, obviously like you don't have like all the build, like the origins of all the characters. But I feel like if a show is well made enough, it could get around that. And I feel like that's the story people would want to see. Yeah, I think like it's a, a good place to start. Anime. I think if you're gonna have like one season of maybe eight to 10 episodes and you need to have it be like big and splashy and make a, you know, make a, make a big uh, impact in order to make more of it. Then yeah, it probably has to be something like war of the spark. I, Cause I, what other stories that are like short, right. That you could do in like eight to 10 episodes would actually work. You can't do anything from like Weatherlight or dominaria. It's got way too much lore. Kamigawa wasn't huge stuff for like a set i feel like each set or like block or whatever from back in the day it could have been like its own like little anime mini series out of it yeah um, but i think the war of the spark is going to get you the most people interested right because people are like yeah. real people associate themselves with planeswalkers because they're mostly humanoid and so i think like they have a good fan base and even if they're not uh getting a ton of screen time you know it's as long as you get someone that people appreciate then i think that's probably the biggest draw that's fair enough. Well, all right. So uh, this list was actually quite a bit old. And so like, just for, I'll, I'm a, screw, I'm gonna read it off. So it's like, it starts off alphabetical. And then I started remembering other characters. I didn't want to slot them in their, their uh, alphabetical order. So we've got a Johnny Goldman, Angrath, Arlen, Cord, Ashiok, Chandra, Davriel, Domri, Dovin, Gideon, Whatley, Jace, Jaya, Jong, Yong, Yu, Karen, Kazmina, Kaya, Kiora, Liliana, Nahiri, Narsa, Nickel Bolas, Nissa, Ob Nixilis, Ral Zarek, Sahili Rai, Samet, Sarkin, Soren, Tamio, Teferi, Teo. Um, what's that rap where they, the guy keeps saying a bunch, like he goes through the alphabet and like Harry Potter did it on like Conan that one time? Yeah. It's that's how I'm feeling right ABCs now. ABCs of death, I think. Um, I actually just heard that on my podcast a couple of days ago. Uh, I don't know. But I can't remember what the last one I said it was Tamio, Teferi, Teo. Tibble, Ugin, Vivian, Vraska, The Wanderer, Niv, Mizzet, Cranko, Tezzeret, Fibblethip, and Dak Faden. So the way that this is going to work is um, we will roll a die, and that will determine who gets to go first. And this is going to do it kind of like a fantasy draft. However, you're picking two things, not just one. So uh, whoever gets to go first, they will do a casting. So they'll pick a character and someone to voice them in our show. And once those have been chosen, both that character and the actor are off the board. Neither uh, the other person cannot pick them. So that's that. Uh, do you have a die, sir? Oh, I figured you would since you were, that was your plan. Oh, well, I thought you would. Here, uh, beatbox for a little bit. I'm going to go get one real fast. No, I can grab one. It's right here. Well, then do that then. 
All right, what are we rolling? A d6 or a d20? Uh, whatever. Uh, whatever. I roll it twice. Second roll is me. All right. Let's see, you got a five, and you got a three. So I get to start. Reroll. I don't believe you. <laughs> All right. So Chrissy D will have the first overall pick in parentheses uh, in our. 2022 fantasy MTG animated show draft. All right. Uh, I was here. I'll share with you my, um, the, the spreadsheet thing. So you can hopefully use that to keep track. Uh, I actually have a pen and paper. I'm going to just use that since right. flipping between tabs is really difficult for me. Cause I'm old and, uh, gotcha computers go for it. So I only have like nine or 10, I was looking it over last night, trying to think about it that I'm like a hundred percent sure on that. I'm really excited about. Uh, let's start off with one that uh, let's just get it out of the way. Cause it's everyone's going to agree with me to fairy has got to be Idris Elba, right? He's done some voice acting and it's a, uh, I can just imagine that voice as to fairy easily. Oh yeah. Uh, I feel like Idris Elba could be a lot of like, he could like, he'd be a legit voice for like Nicol Bolas, I think. Or a Johnny. It, a Johnny's or, hard because you you know you have this like African based, um, large Leonin, but it's like mm-hmm. I don't know. It, there are, I know there are a lot of options, but I just it's hard to find voices in my head when I'm thinking of actors or voice actors who would who would just nail it. But yeah, right. Elba's very versatile. All right, so Teferi and Idris Elba are off the board. So, all right. So I, to be honest, like I had a lot, like obviously, like whenever I'm explaining this to you, the joke I made is like Charlie Day is Nicol Bolas, and you're like, we shouldn't do that. Please don't. And do I was that. like, that's pretty silly. All right. So, but I had another silly one pop in my head while I was at the gym that literally made me start laughing while I was at the gym this morning. All right, give it to us. Kevin Sorbo as Gideon. <laughs> Damn. Hercules himself. <laughs> I had a really good Gideon too. That's really frustrating. And I and I'm honestly gonna say, look, I don't want to get too political about it, but Kevin Sorbo is. I, you can think I, whatever you want about him. I love Hercules. I, I just started thinking like I start or I start here here. I'll I'll, I'll back down. I'll back. I'm no, 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 no. No, it's in. No, no I'm you backing it. down. I'm I'm acquiescing. I'm acquiescing uh, because there's. If I'm being serious, I I started thinking about this one too. I think this would be legit incredible. I'm going. I'm taking Jace. We're taking the blue benches off the board early, like responsible drafters here. <laughs> and um, I'm going Ray Chase. Do you know who that is? No, tell me. He voice. He does a lot of voices in anime. He was the voice of Noctis in FF15. Um, he's in other stuff. Like I think he did some Kingdom Hearts stuff, but. The thing, the first thing I, I really, uh, there's like an anime on Netflix called like Killer B or something, and so I've, I'm a huge fan of Ray Chase as a, the voice actor, and I feel like he would absolutely like. If, I bet you, if you looked up his voice, uh, some voice lines of his, that you'd be like, okay, I could get really on board with that. I'm like 100% with it. I, I'm with you because the only thing I could think of was you know someone like Professor X, like a fast bender or like a. Um, who plays who plays Professor X? You know, uh, he was in freaking uh, Patrick Stewart. No, no, the young one. Oh, uh, James McAvoy. Oh, is that McAvoy? I love McAvoy so much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's my that's my actual first pick. Jace Bellerin voiced by Ray Chase. 
It goes back to you, sir. Who's your second pick? All right, we're going to go off the deep end, just like you did, but I, I legitimately think this could be good. Uh, there's not a lot of actual speaking lines, I think, for Fibblethip, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you wouldn't imagine the character have a lot of voice lines, but if they did have any actual voice lines... Please tell me Charlie Day. Please tell me Charlie Justin Day. Roiland. Oh. The voice actor for Morty, and he's also got his own video game series coming out now, uh, or a video game coming out where he voices all the guns, like all the guns have their own sentient life forms and they shoot parts of themselves. I think I think he could do a really good job, even even beyond just the like whatever scampering sort of iffy sort of, you know, guttural tones you would expect Fibblethip to make. That's a solid pick there, sir. Solid pick. All right. There's another one. I feel like it just fits to. I feel like it pr- probably borderline as good a fit as um, Idris Elba into Fairy. Until I realized that it's actually put. There's probably two characters they could probably do. But I'm gonna take the Wanderer off the board here. Um, even though we now know who the Wanderer is, I don't think we oh, did when I originally made this. Tell me, I, I don't know. Mingna, voice of Mulan herself. She's in a lot of other stuff. She's like the most, she has like the most timeless voice. She could voice a teenager still, even though I think she's approaching 60 years old or freaking someone who's like 60, I think. And um, she just has that proper inflection. I think it would just absolutely be crushed. I think it would be, and she also approaches everything with a certain requisite level of badass that I think it would rock. Yeah, I love that. It's a great call. Well, all right. That's my second pick. Uh, you're up. I love how I hope we continue to hit ones that we haven't thought about, like, you know, that we're opposite. So it, it just flows nicely. Right. <laughs> so we don't have to fight about it. OK, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Dovin Bond and I'm going to take Doug Jones. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's That's a perfect, perfect visual fit. Right. Doug Jones does all the monster movies that you guys are familiar with. He's uh, he's in Pan's Labyrinth. He's in. Uh, Hellboy, right? Hellboy, yeah. He plays Abe Sapien, which I think Abe Sapien's voice is almost like a perfect transition to Dovin. It's an intelligent, blue-skinned <laughs> species that's, you know... Wasn't he Silver Surfer, too? Uh, Yeah, I believe he was. But he's got, like, 60 different monsters under his belt, and I just felt like it would work really easily. It was just, like, an easy one. Man, you crush both the voice actor thing, and then also who's going to play him in live action. <laughs> I want to say Charlie Day is Nicol Bola so bad, Chris. I, just, I, just want to, I think it'd be hilarious. We need a we need a one veto, and that's my veto right there. Oh, I was like, oh, it's just so amusing to me, uh, just because I don't know, because I feel like, cause like sometimes you're like, you're like those, like who would imagine like Robert Pattinson as Batman, you know? No, I don't. But then it's like it does what. No, I, I don't what you mean. I thought Pattinson was a good Batman. But I know, but like whenever like if it was like first announced, people were like, what are you for real? I think that really depends right. on how people uh, like what they're familiar with. Right. When people only know Pattinson from Twilight, they're like you. But when you know Pattinson from the independent films that he did before then uh, called Good Times and like The Lighthouse, you're like, yeah, I totally see it. He's a very great actor. Well, either way, so uh, I actually just had one dawn on me, but right now I was scrolling through the list. I was like, oh, wait, never mind. That would be perfect. I'm taking Niv Mizzet off the board. Sir Ian McKellen. Hmm. Make more sad, huh? 
What's up? It's going to make him real sad because it's like all CGI. Well, I guess it's voice work, right? If it's, he, yeah, he's, it's an animated show. Yeah, sure. That's fine. You know what I'm talking so, about, yeah. right, though, right? Where it's like the, the, the where they talked about how he like cried when he had to do the Hobbit when he's like just talking to a tennis ball in a green room by himself. I did not see that featurette, but um, I mean, it's like sometimes like a lot of times with a, like especially the big production, um, big budget animated shows, they basically have all the actors in like a single room and they're basically like, just like they're like gestating and like actually acting out the scenes while they do deliver their lines. And that's usually where you get the better uh, animated shows from. Yeah, that, that could probably work just real fine. Well, all right, that's my third pick. You're up with your fourth. All right. Uh, now I'm going to make sure that I cover the ones that I think you might cover. So let's go Gideon with John Cena. Oh my gosh. Give me Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> no, dude. How, how far off is Gideon from a uh, peacemaker? Honestly, like <laughs> the voice transitions quite well, I think. I mean, John Cena gives everything 110%, uh, never gives up. I think I the, that's kind of amusing to me because I feel like you're, you're not just like casting the voices. You're like, like most of yours, I mean, other than like obviously like Fibble Tip, but it's like these would be like legit castings in like a live action show too. <laughs> well, and you'll see when we get down to the, like the ones that I'm not sure of. Uh, I even went so far as to say, hey, you know, do they match the race? Do they match the um the quality that the character is supposed to represent right so you have like uh what's her name narset who's supposed to be on the spectrum and so it's like at the same time is that you want to cast people that you want to hear if you're not like 100 percent sure who you want then casting someone that means something meaningfully to someone that's watching it right that's like a important thing to hit yes sir well all right uh speaking of that my next one i'm taking ob nixilis off the board and I'm giving him Al Pacino. That's interesting. Considering I, what we know about him now, my man's a gangster. Yeah, I, I feel like that pick has to be influenced by the uh, the most recent set. Yeah. Um, Which I, I mean, there's probably other avenues we could have gone down. Doesn't that? I just think that doesn't that chronologi- uh, chronologically take place like after the War of the Spark, though. I mean, I'm sure it does, but I don't care. It was. It's like. He was just being true to himself, Chrissy D. It's like he was like just channeling his inner gangster. So it's like, you know. Yeah, but who's his little friend? Who's going to join up next to this? I don't know. Some sort of little demon eye pet. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's my next pick. Okay. Well, then let's go to. <laughs> Sorry, my pages. Okay. I'm going to go with Angrath the Minotaur that everyone loves. And I'm going to go Dave Batista. You're just taking all the wrestlers off the board. <laughs> well, you know, he wait, that is the actor who played Dak, right? In the Guardians of the Galaxy. Dax. Yeah. Yeah. Drax. Drax. Excuse me. Yeah. I, th- I feel like that voice does well for Angrath as well. Right. Yeah. I just, I feel like he needs to be a bit more angrier, a bit angrier. I can't wait to see you're casting the rock as in your next pick. <laughs> <laughs> I did have an idea, but <laughs> that that one's a little bit further down the line. Well, alrighty then. I I I had another one that made me chuckle. 
Uh, and I went, I'm taking Dak Faden off the board. And honestly, I added him to the, the list because well, first off, I had forgotten about him because he's not actually in, he's in the trailer where he gets wasted. But um, Dak Faden, voiced by Johnny Depp. It's interesting. Full on Captain Jack Sparrow, greatest thief in the multiverse, Dak Faden. Johnny Depp does get, or not Johnny Depp, but uh, Dak does get killed in that storyline, right? Oh, yeah, he gets killed in the trailer for it. Him and uh, the Eternals just gang up and shank him to death. Him and Domri, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, speaking of Domri, I'm taking Domri with my next pick. And this one is one that I wasn't 100% sure on. It's it's one of the ones where it's like I would have to hear the voice of the character next to, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. in my head, I think it could work, but I don't know. I'm saying Josh Gad for Domri. Josh Gad. Yeah, he does uh, Olaf. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel, well, Domri's really young, and he's like in tune with the spirit, and he's kind of reckless. I feel like, and I've seen Josh Gad in some other things uh, as himself. I feel like he could do it. I feel like he could channel that energy that Domri has, but I'm not 100% sure on that one. Uh, yeah. I saw, I'm not... I'm not familiar enough with like Domri. I feel like he. Well, that's the, that's a nice thing though, right? Because Domri dies right like really quickly, so there it wouldn't be much. It would be a small part. Yeah. All right. For my next pick, I'm taking Soren to be voiced by Troy Baker. Hmm. Remind me some of this. Are you Baker. familiar with Troy Baker? Uh, the name sounds familiar, but I can't. Uh, Are you, the you familiar with The Last of Us? The video game yeah he voices joel in that okay uh he's talion in the lord of the rings uh shadow of war and all those games he's just a really uh big uh voice actor okay okay uh a lot of people like him yeah i mean you gotta hit the you gotta hit what you know what people expect right mm-hmm. all right uh I've been saving this one. Doesn't think you're going to hit it. So let's go Davriel as Kevin Brighting. I've never heard that name. Uh, before. Kevin Brighting is the voice actor of the narrator in the Stanley parable. Um, so, oh, so yeah, he, that's, that's a niche pick there. Yeah, it's, he doesn't do a lot of voice work and he actually came to voice work pretty late in the game like in his 40s or 50s he was working like a regular job and was just like hey let's just you know throw out an audition piece and they picked him up and i honestly don't think he's done much other than stanley parable games but um the the voice that he uses it's like very british very proper it's kind of what i expect davriel to sound like um and i think it would just be a really good fit that makes a lot of sense Now we're getting in the deep part of the board. This is a lot more fun when I was like, I had these like really clear ones, but now I'm also starting to kind of run out. Oh yeah. We're going to have to dig deep here. hundred percent. Um, I was like trying to think, it's like, what would be a good one for like a Johnny? Well, so, and so I was like, it has to be like, I feel like it has to be like big and boomy. Um, what's, oh wait. I think I, I think I got. Let me do. A little, I'm, I have IMDb up uh, while I'm doing this. Oh yeah, perfect. We're taking a Johnny off the board to be voiced by 
Clancy Brown. Also a name I'm familiar with, but I can't off the top of my head remember. Oh, I'm sure if you Google a picture of him, you'd be like, oh, yeah. He's like, he, he does like traditional acting. Then he also does a bunch of voice acting. Mm-hmm. My thought uh, for Johnny after the Idris Elba was to say um, Phil Lamar, who does the, the voice of uh, that'd be good. The Green Lantern, the animated Green Lantern. I thought that would also be a really Phil good Lamar one. Phil Lamar does a lot of stuff. He does, but that voice specifically, I mean, it felt correct. Brightest day, darkest night. No evil should escape my sight. <laughs> I can't remember something. Power, beware my might. Yada yada yada. Green Lantern's light. That voice, yeah. Okay, so I only have a couple left that I'm feeling confident with, <laughs> and they're probably not people you've heard of. Um, so let's go. It's my pick. We will do. Okay. I will admit this is probably more of a, a visual pick than, than a voice pick, but uh, we're going to go Ashiok as Ruby Rose. I almost went with Elliot Page, but I felt Ruby Rose encapsulated the role better. Um, Ruby Rose is like a female Catwoman. No, Bat Batwoman. I can't remember. Um, I don't know. You, you, you'd recognize her if you saw her. Um, I believe I'm she- orange is the new black. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but she also is sort of a non-binary gender. And so I felt like the role would, and then I just felt like the vibe of Ashiok, that blue black sort of like dark temperament pain is the way to, you know, equalize everyone just sort of match the characters that she's played before. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. We're, we're going to go uh, a major character off the board here. I'm taking Nissa off the board. And I think this person would be old enough to like pull off. Because I don't know how old uh, uh, Nissa is actually supposed to be. But I'm taking Nissa to be voiced by Haley Steinfeld. Have you watched... Um, Oh my gosh! Why am I blanking? The League of Legends show on Netflix. No. Oh my gosh, my homie, you need to go watch that. Oh, Haley the- Steinfeld voices one of the two main. You talking about Arcane? Girl- Arcane, that's it. Yes. Yeah, I, I watched um, like one or two episodes. I just, I'm sure I would like it. I just, it's hard. You know, it's not something my wife would want to watch. So it's like I have to find time to watch it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Haley Steinfeld, she crushes it as a. Whichever character she plays in that show, um, uh, I don't play League of Legends, so I wasn't. I need to do a rewatch of, um, of that show because I it's very good. Yeah, uh, I need. To, I want to give proper respect, so I'm looking it up now. She V. I was gonna say that Vi, um, but yeah. All right, so that's my next pick. All right, I'm gonna defer to you. Uh, Nickel Bolas, should we choose and no, Charlie Day. no, no, should we choose our boy Thanos or our boy Smog? Thanos. All right. So Josh Brolin for Nickel Bolas. I mean, one of those two has got to be right. You got to use like, but I, I know uh, Dr. Strange is real busy, real busy. Might be hard to find time to fit him in. Brolin does a lot, but Brolin, he's real nice. 
I feel like he could he could make time for our show. We know who else is making time for our show? Who's that? Benedict Cumberbatch, because he's gonna be voicing Ugin. <laughs> From one dragon to the next. That that works too. I, I don't mind it. I like how like Niv Mizza has like the really old guy voicing him, and then Nicol Bolas and Ugin, who are in there like they're like much older than Niv Mizzet. They're got you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, you know, elder dragons are elder dragons, right? They're 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 timeless. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me get Cumberbatch in here. Cumberbatch. Okay. Oh, we are ripping through it. Let's see. Next we have. <laughs> have I gone through all of mine that I'm sure of? Uh, oh, I got one last one uh, that you probably don't know. Uh, I do feel kind of bad about this. I don't want to typecast a character or an actor or actress into their specific role, but it's just, it's too easy a port. Sahili Ray and Jolly Bimani, uh, which is the voice of Symmetra from Overwatch. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I know it's like the same character, but <laughs> don't rock the boat, right? What it's was the name again? And Anjali, A-N-J-A-L-I, and then Bamani, B-H-I-M-A-N-I. I was trying to find some Indian actresses that um, I was familiar with, and I mean, that that one was the one that came up on the top of my head, and I was just like, ugh, it's too easy. Uh Yeah, I mean, that fits. <laughs> As, I, I'm just now darning me how much of a ripoff uh, Symmetra really is of Sahili, or the other way around. Like, Overwatch like was made like nine years ago. I mean, Overwatch came out six years ago. Yeah, but it was in design for seven years before it came out. I guess maybe they didn't have the voice lines down then. Overwatch was not in development that long. Yeah, it was a game that they made out of a seven-year game that they decided to scrap. Like I don't know. When did, when was he was Sahili not announced till Kaladesh? So that would have been like what twenty fifteen. Yeah, it's, was she a thing before that? I don't know. I it really it's hard to say. They were developed in tandem. They had a similar idea about both. Let's just say that way. Yeah. Well, I'm going back to my arcane thing because I was, I spent a lot of time like because like Chandra she needs to have a tick of insane, doesn't she? Like she's a like she's serious, but she's like also like a pyromaniac. So you need that. She's a, she's like fiery, you know, because that's her whole thing. She's fiery. So I was like, I'm going back to the the arcane thing because the chick who voiced Powder na- nailed a lot of those like kind of like uh, well, she was like full on crazy and that. But um, so I'm taking Mia Sinclair Gen- Genis as voice of Chandra. She voiced uh, one of the other the other main girl in uh, arcane and crushed it seriously do you need to watch arcane so good yeah i'll try and pick it back up call in sick tonight and uh watch <laughs> i can't call in sick tonight speaking of which we probably got to be headed out soon um we can get a few more done yeah we'll get a couple more because we're, we're starting to well, i feel like there's some big ones we probably need to hit like liliana um who's some other big ones i mean like who cares about we cast teo mm-hmm <laughs> Um, I mean, Nahiri, probably, if we already... So, Liliana, Nahiri. Tezzeret. Kai is pretty up there. Tezzeret's, like, the main antagonist of the story, other than Nicobolus. Well, <laughs> yeah, but they work together. Like, one's a direct minion of the other. 
Well, all right, you're up. Where I know. Do where do you think you're going? Oof, and Karn. Who has the voice for Karn? I don't even know. All right. Uh, I only have like kind of smaller uh, roles planned. Let's see here. So we need to cover another female. Who do we got? Let's see. Uh, I would like to claim Vraska with the voice actress mm, Jennifer Hale. That's who I want. Jennifer Hale. That's a she did the okay. female Commander Shepard. Um, she does a lot of video game voices, a lot more than you'd think. I think she's one of the more prolific video game voices. Um, yeah, she's like if you Google just straight up Google um, like female um, voice actors. She's like one of the first ones. Oh yeah. And uh, that, I'm not saying I did that. <laughs> the, but, the other um, big one is Samus. I mean, I know Samus doesn't have any actual voice lines, but she does all the, all the voice grunting and stuff from the video games of Samus. All right. You asked who can voice Karn. Let's rip it off completely. James Spader. I hate that. <laughs> Why do you hate it? <laughs> I just don't see it. I do like Spader. I like, uh, I feel like if he if he just like do like the whole Ultron effect, but you just have him be a lot. Just like tell him it's like be be very bored in your delivery, mm. and I feel like that would be really good. Maybe find someone who has a bit of a deeper voice. Mm. Yeah, that one is one that I think that if I heard it, Kevin like Sorbo is Karn. <laughs> <laughs> who 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 played? Uh, what's the name of the actress who played uh, Xena? I don't know her. Get name. her in there as a Liliana. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're starting to wind down. I don't mm-hmm. have much left. I had people that I had singled out. Um, like for, let's see. Is it Narset? What's the other? Uh, not Narset. Okay. I had someone in mind for Narset, but it she doesn't fit all the role criteria. It's mostly I wanted Aquafina in somewhere. Like, she deserves to be in there for uh, an Asian based female planeswalker. I don't think she can oh, do Tamio uh, though. Um, Tam- yeah, Tamio. I don't think she can do Tamio. Tamio is like yeah, t- an older education focused. Like when I think mm-hmm. of Tamio, I think of um, the actress from uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, oh man, what is her name? Now I'm I think of Shang Chi's aunt. She's I think that actually might be the same person. Uh, Michelle, it Michelle, you. Uh, here I have IMD up. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. It's, we thought of the same person, Michelle. Right. You. Do you want to do that one instead? Yeah, sure. We can do Michelle. You as Tamio. We got there in a very roundabout way. It felt like uh, the other day when you were like that that other podcast where you were like, oh, they need to reprint this in Double Masters. I was like, didn't they already reprint that? <laughs> Wait, I'm seeing something for the first time and I'm not believing it. Because I was trying to think of like more voice actors that I like. And so I was like, all right, what's a game that has like really great voice acting? It's a game we talked about just the other day on the podcast. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Freaking the CW Superman is the voice of Sephiroth. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we're getting him in here. Who am I? Who do I want him to voice? Who do I, who do I want? Cranko? Oh, that sounds terrible. Cranko sounds awful. Cranko's like a goblin. Uh, you could do Tezzeret. Tezzeret's the same sort of evilish organizer as as Sephiroth. I'm him. If I pull a, a U thing where it's like play him in like live action, Ral Zarek. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Kiora. No. Uh, but yeah, I was like, I, just, I saw that and it just blew my mind. I was like, there's no way that's true. But I was actually trying to find another one. But yeah, that'll that'll work. So we're gonna get uh, Tyler Hawkland in here as Ral Zarek. Okay. Tyler, who are you gonna put the Rock as? Oh man. <laughs> uh, I mean, the only thing that really fits is a Johnny, right? Did you already take a Johnny? You did. Yeah, you took it. Got him, Clancy Brown. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a good spot to fit the Rock in anywhere, honestly, because we're down to I think all female characters. Uh, we got some uh, very neat. Teo, Tybalt, Cranko, Tez. I don't feel like any of those are the rock. So I think our time for the rock has passed. It is. We no longer smell what the rock is cooking. Sarkin. No. Sarkin full is more like a. Who's the guy who plays Hagrid from the Harry Potter series? Give me his voice. <laughs> I was for like Sarkin. Oh, what's. uh. I'm just I'm drawing a complete blank now. I had I had a very clever idea, I thought. Uh, but now I'm just drawing a complete blank. I have a very funny one for my next one. Well, you haven't gone yet, though. It's still your turn. All right. I'm, I'm just going to take it. I'm going to you know what? As long as I'm just going to take Robbie Coltrane as <laughs> good old voice of Hagrid as Sarkin Vol. You know, you love it. He loved dragons. It's perfect. <laughs> My next one, Jang Yangyu, Yanggu, Yanggu, off the board, voiced by Jimmy from the Command Zone. That's interesting. I, I don't watch any of the Command Zone, so I'm not sure I'm... I, it's like, I think they like said, like, based the freaking character portrait off him. Of, I don't know. Um, well, that's cool. That's just like a shout out to the community. And he's like an aspiring actor. He was in the Mulan movie that didn't do very well. Yeah, because it wasn't very good. I never watched it. Oh, it was. I was very. I was disappointed that I watched it. <laughs> it was, it's like nothing like the animated movie, isn't it? Uh, no. I mean, there, it has notes that are the same, but I mean, some of the like the the fight scenes just don't make sense, and some of the I don't know it. Some of the the sexism feels like out of place, right? It's just like more overt feeling. I don't know. It's been a while since I watched it, but I I remember not liking it. All right. Well, let's see here. Who's got a light voice? And I apologize to everyone again. I know there's like 50 billion women on here. And I, I just, I tried, I tried so hard to, to picture, you know, strong female lead voices. Um, and I just couldn't find things that matched well. Um, I think that may be part of our society where it's just like, we don't have a lot of, 
strong female lead voices or representation, especially because a lot of the female voices that I'm used to that are famous tend to play like also like boys like Tara Strong or um, the girl who plays like Bart Simpson. Um, I don't know, man. I don't have much left. I know I want Tara Strong in something, but I don't know what she was. Uh, Bubbles. Um, she was I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that she's done. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm coming up with. Um, she's oh, she was in Batman. It's Timmy Rugrats. Yeah, she was Harley Quinn. Um, I know she's she been be a good. Somewhere. She could have been a good call for Chandra. Yeah, she should be in there somewhere, but I don't know where. Um, maybe. No, Watley's too old. Now we're getting into the point where it's like we sound like actual <laughs> casters, where we're just like, <laughs> no, this is not matching what our desires. What about Arlen? Yeah, I could see Arlen. Arlen would be good. Arlen or Vivian? Didn't Shorty Cook? take vivian no, no i, I took nissa right 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 i like arlen let's do arlen as tara strong all righty i came up with another and i feel like just because he's like a formative voice actor from um uh everyone's youth even those much much older than him uh i'm casting cranko and i feel like cranko is one of those roles where you can have some fun with it sure i'm taking sean Schimmel. i'm sorry you your voice cracked out what was that for Cranko, I'm taking Sean Schimmel. Sean Schimmel. Voice of Goku himself. Kamehameha! Let's go. Okay. He also voices like King Kai and all them. Like He does a lot, but uh, he's just like a real formative voice actor, and I feel like he would... That's like a Cranko thing can be a thing, and he could have a lot of fun with. All right. Well, if we're looking for things that just make us happy... Um... I'm going to have this very small role of Tybalt. Because what does Tybalt even do in the story? I don't remember. I don't know, but he has a card that poops out devils. Okay, well, I'm going to take Tom Kenny for Tybalt. Uh, hopefully it's a small role. Tom Kenny is the voice of SpongeBob. <laughs> Look, I had to put him somewhere, and <laughs> this is where this is where I decided. That... He also does Spyro. I've never, I've never heard that name before. You need to tell me who he is. You didn't hear me before when I said Tom Kenny is SpongeBob? Tom Ken- oh, SpongeBob? Uh, yeah, I, f- I feel like I could see that working. He's also uh, the Ice King in Adventure Time. Uh, he plays Spyro the Dragon. I mean, he's got actually like a more diverse voice than you expect. It's not just SpongeBob. But SpongeBob is his most famous character. That works. All right, there's a couple of voice actors I feel like need to get in there although there's like one i feel like i have a good one for tezzeret and i'll do this is i didn't know his name until just now because i looked it up because i was still looking at the final fantasy 7 remake voice acting um uh casting and james Sai, the guy who voices hojo i like he has a like creepy but kind of like menacing kind of and it's like a similar kind of character like mad scientist kind of a big uh thing going on so i took him as tezzeret Mm-hmm. I feel like that works. Okay. Uh, I am going to go back and add in... Um, I'm just going to put Aquafina as Narset. Um, I, I saw her just recently on that, uh, The Farewell, and, you know, originally I thought she could only do, like, comedic roles, but 
she was good in the drama. And so I feel like she could do well. I mean, you know, she does speak a foreign language. I feel like she can do good accents. I think with Narset having transitioned from like a dragon master to a planeswalker, I feel like she can sort of convey the tone well. That makes a lot of sense. I really want to put Matt Mercer in here somewhere, but yeah, not, not only rules left. Matt Mercer as holy crap. We haven't cast Liliana yet. (laughs) It's hard. I mean, it's a big role, right? You want to get someone that's like, that's the thing. I just don't think I have anyone on my mind, I would have to hold actual auditions to figure out who I want to play these big, really important roles. I mean, there's like the Erica Lindbeck. She's a pretty, really good. She voices Jesse in FF7 remake, but she's in a bunch of other stuff I've played as well. And that really works. All right. Man, that is tough, isn't it? Well, it's 820. I do need to get ready for work. Let's say we'll cast Erica Lindbeck there and then we'll call it a day. Or we could just hold it for the next time. You know, you can email us and let us know what you (laughs) what character you think should be what actor or actress should play Liliana. And uh, go ahead. Get your uh, outro ready. We did 15 castings each. So 30 out of the 41. That's pretty good. All right. That's that's the first round of our or the. 15 first 15 rounds it's whatever we just we just this was a couple of homies just chilling talking about thing that um hypothetical that kind of interested us and i thought i had a lot of fun doing this yeah for sure all righty then what did y'all think about what we talked about this week who who is your fantasy casting in a magic the gathering animated tv show let us know on twitter mtg untapped pod or facebook mtg untapped podcast if you have any other ideas for stuff you would like us to talk about shoot us an email at untapped mailbag at gmail.com and please subscribe to the podcast rate and leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast we very much appreciate it but that'll do it um shout out to all your local game stores frequent them go play double masters at them this weekend um give them your money support them as we support juniors comics and cards located in south austin i'll slaughter a mansion near the hb and shout outs to force of will gaming in bastrop and alpha strike gaming in san marcus i have been the micah He has been Rapmaster Chrissy D. We will talk to y'all later. Have a great one. Night.